If you're looking to start a podcast, the best place to start is Anchor. It's free. The creation tools allow you to record and edit the podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Uh, You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's easy to do everything to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is Required Watching, where we watch the essential films from the list of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward. I'm Trey Epps. And I'm Danny Taverner. And today we're talking about the 1999 film, American Beauty. This film is about a sexually frustrated suburban father who has a midlife crisis after becoming infatuated with his daughter's best friend. Creepy. Dan, I wanted to talk about this film. Sorry for my weird, sexy... I I feel like... uh, Your NPR voice. Yeah, exactly. I was listening to some NPR earlier on, and I wanted to I wanted to give it a shot. So I wanted to watch this film. I picked this film. Of course, this film is starring Kevin Spacey, Annette Bedding, Thor Birch, Mira, um, not Mira, M- Mina Sorvini, which I always thought her name was Mira Sorvino for some reason. Um, sure. Wes Bentley is in this film. Allison Janney's in this film looking raggedy as hell. We, I said we love, but I love Allison Janney, and I'm upset oh, that... She's- I'm upset that she isn't on my screen more often. I know that her series mom is coming to an end. I want to see her more. We also have like a lot of random like star appearances like that in the film. Like Alison Janney's maybe in three to four scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Duncho is in this, but I'll, I'll be honest. And I, I, looking at this cast list, did I say who it was directed by Sam Mendes written by Alan Ball? Looking at this, at this list, I go, I know who Annette Benning is because she's a legend. I know who Kevin Spacey is because he is both famous and infamous, depending on which time period you learned about him. And I ha- I, I know very little about what Thora Birch's life is like now. Wes Bentley has been around recently, but not not, not a household name. Thora Birch is not a household name. I mean, sir, sir, uh, su- I'm going to mess up her name. Is a household name. Is she? I feel like I haven't heard of her. For, Exactly. For different purposes. Now, hold on. Like when I think of the 90s, I I think of her. I'm actually looking something up right now. There we go. Cool. So I know about Mina because I had a crush on her. She is older than me. So when she was in my atmosphere, it was not very strange. I think, I think there's a reason that's, that's, but like she, like she played this role, just the same way that she played the role in American Pie and all of the movies that she was. I think they tried really hard to make her a sex symbol. But I, but but she came back into light. Not that she's a household name, but she came back into light when the whole Kevin Spacey allegations were going on, and and she came to Kevin Spacey's defense. Did she? Mm. She was well. Maybe not. Okay. Maybe saying his defense is a bit too strong. But she was saying that she was shocked by these allegations very early on. I mean, I guess if you are in a movie with him where he plays a creepy pedophile, it's shocking that he's actually a creepy pedophile. But like, how how much was art imitating life here? Uh, exactly. 
it's 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 quite staggering. Like, I don't I think if it's a role like this, you automatically assume he's acting. Little did we know, he was not. Now, I, I I did not know. I'm not sure if I knew the, the premise of. I, sorry, I knew the premise of this film, not including the whole like lusting after your daughter's best friend situation. I know it was about a guy and his family and they were kind of stuck in, like from a, a writer's point of view, they were stuck in this like this mediocre life and they had this routine and suddenly things change. And that's kind of where everything was left for me. So watching this film and kind of learning about it, of course, I've seen the poster and all that stuff, but this movie is fucking gross, dude. This movie is so it's it's so gross. I mean, it's I, I won't I won't harp on it too long, but he's like Kevin Spacey's the main character. So the fact that he's lusting after, I'm sure they said their ages. I think she said she's 17, right? Yeah, I think 17. I'm I'm not sure if it matters. I'm not sure if it makes it doesn't make it any more appropriate, even if she was 18, right? <laughs> Your daughter's best friend, imagining her naked. Uh, like before we even actually get, and I was I was shocked to even get to the ending where. They were even almost going to have sex. But to have her be the reason that, like, shakes up his world is disgusting. And I don't, I don't know how to, I, I don't know how to justify it as a watcher to, as an audience member to be like, it's okay and I get it. I get being able to, I, I get being stuck in a routine and noticing something else, noticing something new into your environment and going, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to do something different about this. But there's something so... People love this film. People love this film. Let me stop myself by saying that. People love this film. It, it, what do you say now? It won yeah, the 2000 Oscars. It won Best Picture, Best Director. Spacey won Best Actor, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Cinematography. Is he in jail? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think he's in jail. I think Weinstein's the only one in jail during like, these allegations. The start of this Me Too thing. Which, this of course, felt like it felt like Office Space, the movie Office Space. Yeah, meets Lolita, like just a guy who's fed up with the boringness of everyday routine, and then also a guy who wants to. Right. No, it's I, I remember reading the book of Lolita when I was in high school and or like middle school, high school. Like it was given to me completely inappropriate times. I like I probably should not have been given that book. But like because I was so, but because I was so young, I was like, this is okay. Because if I'm putting myself in this adult man's shoes, I am still young and therefore it is okay. So I don't mm. remember I don't remember the book so well. And I don't remember I, it's on HBO Max, I think. So I, I do want to rewatch the movie, but I feel I feel like even then, there's like your premise. I, I don't think your premise alone can be I'm lusting after a child, and that makes everything okay. But at least yeah, Lolita takes I'm, it from the point of view of the of the girl. Yeah, and it. I think if you read it in a same perspective you go oh this isn't a good thing right right whereas american beauty is kind of like i mean it doesn't paint it as a good thing necessarily but it does feel a little like hey when times is tough spice it up a little right i and, and like all right so like again I, I won't harp on about it for too long but i think I, I also think the problem with this is everyone seems to be okay with this. The daughter is like, the, the daughter is very aware 
that her dad is into her best friend and like she's a ch- like she's a child so rightfully so she's not exactly calling him out on it in a way that you would expect kids right now to be able to be like dude that's sexual abuse but or you know whatever but like you know she it seemingly wants this love from her dad and 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 I, and I feel like I feel like maybe I'm reading a bit too too much into it because we didn't get to see any of this we didn't get to see what her relationship with him was like I don't, I, I don't know if, if their relationship was always like this I don't it's almost like why now is she like I want this attention from my dad because they touched on they touched on something really interesting with the when she was with the neighbor the, the daughter it's like oh so you want your dad you'd rather your dad lust after you mm. and it, and it got it got weird but I was almost like oh that's interesting like that's actually interesting because we you know we talk about like daddy issues and shippers like being shippers because they didn't get enough love from the dad and I was like oh that's that's an interesting take on this of like I, I I'm jealous because I want to be in this position, not because, not because of like incest or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying, but it's like the effects of yeah, this. You want the, the attention. Right. Uh, so I, I, I thought that that it would take a bit of a turn there and it didn't, but then like the wife is also like pseudo aware of this. And again, not really doing much about it. Well, it, seems it, like it she's just feels, gonna, again, it seems like she's going to do something. And then the neighbor. And it's 1999. It's 1999. I was graduating like elementary school or, or something around this time. So I, I know for a fact this this late in the this late in the, the 20th century leading into like the new millennium, there was a lot of homophobia, rampant homophobia. Like there is now, but like it was like brutal then, right? It was people getting murdered left, right, and center, people like people still getting murdered left, right, and center for being who they are. But I don't know, there's something about the, the violence and the homophobia that felt, maybe maybe it just felt so unreal for, I'm trying to articulate this in the best way. Yeah, I'm just not, I, think, yeah. I think all these characters seem like exaggerated middle class suburban people. Yeah. So I think from that perspective, it kind of not makes sense, but it feels a little more in line with who these characters are and like these fucked up lights that they leave mm. that are like posed as seemingly normal. And these like these crazy weird, not even snaps of judgment, just like kind of just unhinged behavior. Cause they're putting up such a facade that it's like, Oh, this is, this should crumble at any minute. <laughs> Your wife, the dad, like the yeah. neighbor. That's a great perspective because I, I think I think that's absolutely right. It's kind of like when you you know use the the plaster over a hole in the wall, right? Like it looks great, but underneath it, it's just all over the place. I mean, I'm not speaking to anything other than what I read about just the whole the whole reason it's called American Beauty. It references a type of rose where it looks pretty on the outside, but on the on the inside, it's rotting. So I, I think that's why we get this whole like we are the we are suburban cul-de-sac middle class families and. When you look deeper, everyone's a bit broken and, mm. and beaten up inside. Just speaking of like just brash decisions, I thought I thought the wife there's some there, there was a justification that was made that I was like, what? And that was when when she when I think he's like he's like, well, you can't leave me because what is it? What was it? What was this thing? Like he deserves half because he was with her. He before supported she got, her. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's true. 
Like she, like she's currently million. not, but she's currently not making money. So I'm like, if anything, you are her half. But I mean, maybe that's just like the, the manipulation of it all. Of like, yeah, we like we know that's not true, and I guess that would make you want to murder someone. <laughs> I mean, I forget who says it. Someone I wrote this down. Someone said, "Never under- underestimate the power of denial." Mm. I think that could be said about every character in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me ask you to juxtapose the dad and and the best friend. What do you, what do you what do you think about like the the neighbor and the daughter? Uh, because he he I think I think we get the line that he's eighteen, and oh the the neighbor boy yeah yeah <clears throat> and he's being I think equally as you know creepy at least from the exterior of like I'm filming and you know what I watched Soleil Moonfry the the actress who plays Punky Brewster I watched her documentary she she had a camera everywhere and. I think when you can afford a camcorder in the nineties and that's something that you're into, it's just, it's very much, it's very much unlike today's rules where you're like, Oh, a camera, I'm going to be prim and proper or, you know, go crazy. It was like, yeah. Oh, there's a camera. Let's be us. Like it's, you know what I mean? If anything, he's a character I related to the most in, in some ways where I'm like, yeah, I'm not exactly fitting in with this mold and have this artistic spirit that I'm going to exude however I can. I don't sell drugs, but get it. And even like his relationship with his dad, he kind of just gives in. Yeah. Until he doesn't. Yeah. But for the most part, he's just kind of like, you're right. Your rules, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't mean to overstep. <clears throat> Trey, I don't know if you remember this. We met in an acting class. I don't know if you remember this. We met in an acting class. Go on. And I had a scene with, this is what? Four or five years ago, maybe. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, I was. And actually I had a scene with, a, with an older gentleman, and we <clears throat> and we did the scene where he, the neighbor, confronts his son about being gay with Kevin Spacey's character. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, doing that scene with a middle-aged man <laughs> in an acting class, you don't really know his. <laughs> Pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> is it as weird as I imagine it is? It was so weird. I remember one time, like, whatever line he says where he's just like, my son isn't gay, and he just, like, looks at him. Well, that was... <laughs> I forget the guy's name, but when he said that to me, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I love that you experienced. So I was looking at those videos. I only have mine, of course, but I was looking at those videos, and ironically, I... Two of the longest scenes that I have are me, one with you, <laughs> and we're doing we're doing a play where I'm propositioning you, and then another one, another scene that I had with whomever else, where like he's propositioning me. Okay, it was something. Looking back years later, I'm like, why were there just no regular, <laughs> regular roles that we were playing? Yeah, theater is weird. <laughs> theater is very strange. I um, remember I remember our scene together. It was on the last day, I think. Or one of the yeah. last days. Yeah. And I remember we had the entire class in stitches. <laughs> That's exactly what you want from a, a, drama, a dramatic scene. That's exactly what you want. I, I have that scene, Dan, and it's 18 minutes long. And I was like, what? I actually watched wow. a little bit of it. I was like, what scene's 18 minutes long? How is it 18 so we minutes? Did, we did so that kind of a job. We, we, did, we did so good. <laughs> yeah, let me do it again. I think we did the scene. We did the scene once, and then we did the scene a couple of times and got our coverage. Oh. Man, I miss... I, I miss... You know what? I don't like paying for those classes. 
But I miss like I miss the intimacy of those classes. Of course, we're saying this years later and after you know during a pandemic. But our group that we kind of held together was a pretty solid group. If you're out there, <sighs> man, man, oh man! If you if you're out there, Dylan, did you know what American Beauty is based on? What real life no. incident? No, no. Do you know the Long Island Lolita? No. Or Mary Mary Jo and Jasmine <laughs> Joey Joey Buttafuoco. No, please tell me more. It was an early '90s incident where a guy was having an affair. Sorry, let me rephrase that. A guy was raping a 17 year old. Sure, 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 uh, sure. And she, I think he tried to call it off or something, and she got jealous and went to his job and shot his wife. I think she shot her in the face. I think everyone survived, but yeah, she went. Or no, she went to their house and shot his wife in the face. Did she go to jail? Uh, yeah, I think she went to jail. He went to jail. I think the wife was deafened in her left ear. But Wait, everyone so still is this the reason it? why? Is this the reason why I know about Joey Buttafuoco? This is the reason why I know Joey Buttafuoco. That's insane. I that's, that's insane. Besides being an awesome name. Yeah, it's one of those I, names. If you grew up in the tri-state area, you're like, oh, I know that name. Yeah, if you would have asked me, like the mob or you know some yeah. sort of organized crime. Wow. I that is exciting. I'm looking at photos of her now. I really hope she got some sort of like, you know, I'm not gonna make this about <laughs> I'm not gonna make this about mental health, but I feel like I feel like like I'm looking at posters of, you know, front page of the newspaper where it's like, you know, Long Island Lolita. And it's like, no, this girl needs help. No, yeah, she's don't find the front page. 17 years old and 30, like he was 38. Yeah, she needs help. She needs help. Wait, so this was based off that? Partially, yeah. This is what inspired him to start writing the script. Okay, so there's a movie called... There's a movie called The Amy Fisher Story. Amy Fisher is the Long Island Lolita. And Drew Barrymore is in it. I need to watch this film. Who does she play? Is she the wife? No, no, no. This is no. This no. She plays Amy Fisher. Oh, oh, oh. I thought it was is, recent for some reason. This new? You? No. It's, sorry. So yeah, this makes that, that does make sense. Listen, I, I am in no way arguing that like these crazy things don't happen. I just, I think, I think I don't like that everyone loves this film so much and holds it up to such high regard. Reading the script, and I read I read maybe twenty pages or so of the script. I was like, "Oh, this is really good writing." Hmm. I, and I actually think the cinema, the cinematography to me is, you know, how in old Hollywood it's all like this beauty light, this beauty lighting. It's all like on their face, like you can't see a wrinkle in sight. Yeah. I feel like it was just like that, but color. Oh yeah, and there, there's so many all those like dream sequences, are which were so brilliant, beautiful, and they're brilliant, all yeah. Also- perfectly they're all they all happen at the perfect time mm, yeah like right when yeah, things yeah. are either starting to get weird or starting to get like too depressing with like the banality yeah they throw in this like beautiful ethereal dream sequence and you're like oh yeah okay yeah and, and you get to this point and i, I think I, I think it's all great because it gets to the point at the end where you're like 
is he dreaming of this? Is this a, another sequence? Because it's only mm-hmm. three of those. Like, there's not many in a, like, a two-hour movie. There aren't many of those sequences. And then, and then for me, watching it and realizing that it's not, it's, it's real. And then you, and then I think, okay, just to talk about some good things. I think that Mina's character was interesting because there was some, there was some real, real pops at school where you, for me, I was like, oh, this girl's a teenager. Like mm-hmm. she's talking in like this valley, like girl, you know, snotty twang that teenage girls have. And then, you know, she is, she's talking with just, you know, the the best friend outside of school. And you're like, oh, it's like she's really sexualized. And you realize mm-hmm. like that's her identity. But then again, they cut to them just talking at school. And it's just like this like gossipy, bitchy, like, again, you, you would never like this girl. Well, also um, when they cut at the end, when he, when it seems like he's a, gonna have sex with her yeah it's very apparent oh this is a child <laughs> like, yes, yeah, that's what i was gonna say all, the, exactly all the sexuality like leaves and you're it's like oh no, no 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 yeah yeah completely and I, I really do think that's a testament of like her acting you know of course there's more than just like her acting but i i do think I do think Sam Mendes, I would imagine somebody was just like, yeah, like really play this up during like these scenes. And then like, Mm. because there's nothing less sexy than realizing that like she's clearly not 17 at the time, but realizing like there's a nude 17 year old laying on the couch with a grown man on top Mm. of her. Like any any other scene where we have like a, a sex scene like this, you'd be like, yeah, like, not you wouldn't be like raving, but you'd be like, this is happening, like great. Yeah. But not only as, as an auditor was I like gross, but I was also like, oh now she's a, now she's a virgin, you know what I mean? A virgin, yeah, a virgin. Yeah. For for whatever reason, this is what snaps him out of doing it. I was fully prepared for him to be like, okay, yeah, you have no reason for him to have a change of heart. Like he's a pretty shitty person like he's yes. he, the whole no time redemption. he reminded me of like a bratty teenage boy yes like uh, just th- talking back like just being a threatens people just and being a little asshole yeah punk ass bitch well, not actually threatening but giving threats and like telling right. people right. these things but not actually he doesn't have like the like a threatening present right. at all yeah yeah like he doesn't which hold is, any authority which is qu- quite shocking for what we know kevin spacey to be in house of cards for example mm-hmm. say what you want I, I do think he's a good actor and I, I think when you look at those two performances so for him to have like no authority in this because like you're saying like, even even when he's like threatening the, his boss at work it's like bar- it's barely a threat yeah and it's more like a i don't know like it's less of a threat and more just like a shitty ultimatum right right like, yeah it's more like a tantrum more than like yeah. you know a, a real threat but this is this is a part of it where i'm like so help me out here because he he doesn't have sex with her like great i'm not saying he should have but there's no like from his actions there's no reason for him to not have done this and what happens after that like the, the mom is coming home we're, we're starting to get like we're in this territory of like the resolution like the like the third act and we're like we we, oh, we yeah. already she's know he's gonna gun. die. She's, she's got a gun. Like bad stuff in the Exactly. The next door neighbor, for whatever reason, I don't I don't think this is right, but for whatever reason, he 
Filthy movie thinks that he's gay because he was running with the gay <laughs> with the gay couple. Sure, fine. I think I think what he saw through his window was was way more damaging, and I mm-hmm. I, I get that. If he if you're homophobic, I get it. What I don't get is like the 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 dad come the neighbor dad coming over and kind of like in this distraught way end up ends up kissing kissing Lester and like you know like it's been you know probably true people not being able to express themselves but like it's been a bit of a trope in 2021 a bit of a trope to be like i you know homophobic but secretly gay so i I try to forget about that and put myself like okay this may be the first few times this is happening and then then my only justification that i have for him killing him is i don't want him to express this to anybody else like do you know what i mean like that's the only justification i had is that Lester, like he did not want Lester to, to tell anyone about this kiss. I mean, either that or like the embarrassment of being turned down. Oh, that's, that's a really good one. Cause he also has like a pretty shitty home life. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's got to live with Alice and Janney, who he emotionally abuses. And is there something wrong with her? I thought it was abuse. I didn't think there was something actually wrong with her. I thought well, he was such a shitty husband. He had like a weird conversation with her mom where it seems like she's not fully there. Oh, I I legit thought of it as you are so abused by this husband that you oh, yeah, are like, even like broken down. A result of that. No, I, I honestly didn't think about it. I yeah, but we talked about the wife not killing him, and then and then and then we get we get this great moment of the gun going off. Right, like I kind of want family portrait. But again, what changes his mind? Is it just, at this point? I don't want to deflower this kid. I I don't feel like it's, I don't feel like whatever. It, I, mean, I need someone to explain it to me because I I recognize there is a turn, but I don't know what the turn is. But she says I'm a virgin for him to stop because like wh- like what's the alternative? In, in in this situation, you don't we we don't have him going. Well, now I'm going to be an upstanding citizen and like live my life differently. Yeah. It feels like I, I don't know if it, it, it feels like it feels like he decided to just not be this asshole anymore. But why couldn't he just not be an asshole to begin with? Like really, that's what it took. <laughs> right. Right. Yes, I I found that to be a bit weird for me, but whatever. He gets his brains blown out, and I, I think it's a quite beautiful sequence that happens afterwards, where like everyone's kind of discovering, you know, what happened to him. His wife comes in and has this like little breakdown, etc. And I, I'm I'm not saying when you cheat, there isn't a such thing as like love in the relationship. But I was like, why are you crying? You were just with uh, the reality king. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Anyways. I'm, I'm done. I, I I'll yeah, say this as we as we wrap up. Actually, do you, sorry. Do you have anything else you'd like to talk about? No, I think they do a good job at capturing the often boring side of I don't know suburban life. Yeah, whatever you want to call yeah. what these people are doing. I I, I forced you to, to watch this movie and. I did because it had a Kevin Spacey in it and because it's been recommended dozens and dozens of times. you're his number one fan. I do not think this is recommended. In fact, I'm pretty sure there are other films... I'm thinking about my answer as I say it, actually. Is this movie good? 
overall, yes. Is this movie recommended? Like, rec- I, I recommend people to watch it, but I don't. I don't think it's a required watch. I don't think this is a film that, for all, I think for all of its twenty twenty, like looking back from where we are right now, it's a problematic film. And I think you'll find more. Pro- if you're like me, you'll find more problems with it than anything that'll actually help you out in like learning about filmmaking. There are other movies less problematic and probably way more fulfilling in your viewing than like in your one hour and 30 minutes, two hours that will really be able to turn around your, your, your filmmaking. No one's using this beauty lighting from like black and white films to, to light anything, unless that's like, that's such a niche and very specific aesthetic to go for. I just think that it's not something that people are trying to do. Yeah, I mean, really. That's it. I, I, I just, I can't, I can't recommend this film more than anything else. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. It's not a bad movie, but definitely doesn't age well. No. And it's it's one of those cases where it's it's really hard to separate the art and the artist, especially in a role where, yeah, he plays a pedophile. <laughs> It's you know, it's it's really hard. I can look at the Cosby Show right now and be like, "That was my shit." I I do believe in separating the art and artist. I be, I believe in it, and I don't I don't I know that a lot of people don't believe in this, but I do because I think if I think if we're going to do this just for actors and and people in entertainment, then we have to do that for everyone, which means mm-hmm. fuck George Washington for having slaves. Like you know what I mean? Like we get into this yeah. real messy messy place. It's very yeah true to real life. Exactly. Like exactly. I've been watching the HBO Woody Allen docuseries. Yeah. I, I've only seen one Woody Allen movie, and it's not a movie that involves uh, lusting after an underage girl. It's the one with uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody, or not Woody Harrelson. Owen Wilson? Owen Wilson in Paris. First of all, I'm going to say it. That's his best film. Because the other uh, ones, with all the accusations, are I don't see how anyone could watch those knowing what we all know about him. I, I I will say this on record. We will watch. I will I will attempt to force you to watch a Woody Allen film. Not because, not because of anything other than it's hard to reject the 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 fact that Woody Woody Allen has done has made a real dent in our entertainment movie making history. That is just a fact. I don't know. I I've watched. I was a re- I was a real fan for quite some time, so I've watched a handful of them. But in terms of like making films, I can't speak to all of them. I know like this. I know the, the one that you're referring to. I want to call it Back to Midnight, but that's definitely not what it's called. Either Manhattan or Annie Hall, one of those. So for us to look at, oh, oh, the Paris one, yeah, Midnight in Paris, Midnight in Paris. So like, I, I think, I think, yeah, I, I think there's a real, I think there's a real craft, and I think Woody Allen's history, sons, allegations. It's remarkable, especially yeah. Like just, I, I've been watching like history of comedy, and it it wasn't a section on him, but it like it you get to see kind of like where he's been in com- the comedy scene and just re- regular comedy, not even specifically movies. But then to have that knowledge that he's made so many movies that people love, uh, I think I'd be remiss to not bring it up and suggest something. But yeah, I, yeah. I just went on a random Woody Allen rant. I apologize. Yeah, but American Beauty not not required. Good, but you know, it's got its pitfalls. Sorry, sorry, American American Beauty stands. 
even even with the context of Kevin Spacey and just seeing this in 2020, I still don't understand how it won so many awards. Even giving it the benefit of the doubt. What was it up against, you know? I don't know. 2000. Feels like that wasn't a big year. Was that a big year? No, but it's it's also it's also 2000. <laughs> it's a millennium. Went up against the Green Mile, Cider House Rules. Come on. The Sixth Sense. The Insider. That's shocking. He went up for he went up against M. Light Shyamalan for Best Director. I mean, this is a so Kevin Spacey won leading actor in, against Russell Crowe. Richard uh, Richard Farnsworth, Sean Penn, and Denzel Washington. That's I will say for that, for that for that category, I haven't seen any of the movies that those guys are in, so <laughs> maybe that one makes sense. I mean, I, I have I uh, yeah. I listen of of those five movies, the American Beauty is the one I hear about the most. Best screenplay beat out Magnolia and being John Malkovich. That's a little weird. Yeah, it is. It's it's a strange one. I don't know. Two thousand. Two thousand. Right. Transitional year. Yet, Austin Powers was nominated for makeup and did not win. So <laughs> they were robbed. Oh man! All right, listen, Dan. It's been fun, guys. It's been a wonderful time talking with you. If you liked listening to this episode, please, please help us support it by sharing it that's all just give it a share post about it on social media and leave us a rating and a review on itunes or wherever you get your tunes or your tunes your your podcasts and whatnot you can check us out as a podcast at required watch on all of your social media and you can catch me at trey epps on twitter and trait.eps on instagram what about you my guy i am at danny taverner everything are we getting are we getting back low again is that some relaxing base And on that note, dear listener, thank you. And until next time.